Welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> Natalie, how are you? I'm fine. I say that because I'm kind of sick of like co-hosts having like a sing-songy intro. I feel like that's always like the case for the second person. And I don't want Natalie. And I'm Nat. Yeah. I like so I tried to. Uh, you know what we should do. Hmm. Um, We've talked so much about mystery diners oh, on this show. And okay. <laughs> mystery diners, the weirdest show and also like weirdly like our favorite. We love it, but also like it's this like crypto conservative. Oh yeah. Definitely. And so anytime there's anytime one of the restaurants or businesses featured on mystery diners is owned and operated by a married couple they're always I'm so and so and I'm his wife Diane <laughs> yeah it's always and I'm his wife yeah. like your partners in this business and that's like, totally scripted because not everyone would just do that like that's something no, it's that very it's, awkward and uncomfortable yeah. one time I tweeted Charles Stiles and asked him why uh, that happens I did not he did not reply he didn't to respond me. he did not respond to me he's like that's but the I way think, one like, should introduce themselves yeah yeah um but I mean the whole premise of the show mystery diners is like not something that I as a leftist like subscribe to because it's like yeah. um these you, you know the aggrieved that the people in power are the aggrieved parties right. you know that that like these these lesser earning you know workaday slobs are trying to like cheat me yeah. American business and owner out of my and we get to fire money. them on national television <laughs> yeah. yeah they should be grateful we gave them a job is yeah. often the yeah. like yeah I, oh, yeah. I, I ethos, hate everything about the yeah. show's like ethos yes. but I love the show so much yes same here it's it's um, bad I'm trying to remember did we talk about whether or not Charles Stiles still follows me on Twitter? Um, I think he, he does. Okay. Okay, wait, we talked about this on the podcast before. Phew. Yeah, so he wasn't too put off by me questioning the and I'm his wife yeah. <laughs> script that they I use mean, for every couple. There are so many things I'd like to question him about. Uh, okay, I just had a great idea. Yeah. You and I were talking, this might be like an off-mic conversation. We're going to hash this out. Yeah. Podcast business. Let's get down to it. We've been talking about what to do when... Because there are more episodes of Friends than How I Met Your Mother. What to do when we have a week where we have a Friends and we don't have a How I Met Your Mother? Should we just be doing like bonus like mystery Mystery. diners reviews? I mean, I would enjoy that. I don't know if the listener would. Because my initial thought was like, oh, let's watch a comparable sitcom so we can kind of compare and contrast that way. There's not going to be a lot of contrasting. And that's okay. So this this is the off mic conversation I want uh, that we like was talking about. I don't think to me the one where I met your mother is a show where we compare and contrast friends and how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. If there's not a how I met your mother, we should be discussing friends, but we shouldn't be comparing and contrasting with okay. anything. So what I'm saying is we do an episode that's just a discussion about that friends, okay. and then before we wrap up, we just say like bonus mystery diner review. I, I couldn't love anything more. I thought you'd never ask. Yes. 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 A hundred okay. times. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what we're doing then. Okay. Uh, stay tuned for two mystery diner reviews at the end of this season. But how do we pick the restaurant? We just pick uh, a number at random. Cause we watch. Okay. Yeah, we could, we could do it random. Okay. We could use the randomizer. And pick one. Or but we there's can, some bad ones. Well, yeah, they're all bad. I wonder... No, I mean, there's some that, like... Because I remember I used to do a podcast with Paul Goebel called Hey, Watch This, where we would... The premise was... You know this. I'm saying this for the listener. Um, we would uh, each pick a show that was airing that week and, like, 
we'd both have to watch both shows or whatever. So one time I made him watch a mystery diners, <laughs> but it was like, did he like it? No, but also because the one that I picked, I had no idea. You know, I obviously didn't know it was a new episode that was airing. It was like the most boring episode. Oh. Do you remember the one where like the guy owned like a comic book themed, uh, burger place in Brooklyn? You don't even remember. He like, he that wasn't created, with the mascot. Uh, What's that? With the mascot? Not Zippy. Not That's Zippy Seattle, the I think. Okay. Well, no, maybe I'm talking we... about this was a, like the, the guy had created a comic book character and he hired a woman to like be the superhero. So it was the yes. same thing as yes. the like Zippy mascot one, yes. but not nearly as outrageous. It was yes. just, it was just boring. Yeah. Whereas the, the episode that aired, the reason I picked Mr. Dennis is the one that aired the week before. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil for the listeners because we might review this one, but do you remember the one? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a restaurant. It was a restaurant supply store, and there were triplets. Oh my god! <laughs> running like a cookie business. Yes, out of the restaurant supply store. Yes, God, it's show. Oh. It's, yeah, the absurdity knows and no it's, bounds. It's criminal that uh, people who write reality shows don't get credited for it because, Absolutely. like, yeah, th- there's some good writing on there's Mystery Diners. Good writing. <laughs> um, I wonder if we should choose like. Um, like New York State restaurants since... Oh, uh, I don't know if we... I mean, because we're going to have a total of... We should do that for sure. But we're going to have... I'm doing the... Is it like 27 total episodes that have uh, more Friends episodes than how many other episodes, I think? I don't know. So I don't think we could do... I don't think there's 27... New York, yeah. Most right. of... Uh, a lot of the Mystery Diners are Okay, well, are let's West just Coast. start there. That way it just... Yeah. Yeah. the herd a bit oh this is so exciting yeah we're six minutes into the show we haven't talked about anything yeah well we normally <laughs> like up top talk about our day and how it's going so right. we'll say um it's fall Brr, fall yeah. is in the air yeah um, yeah but it is officially fall it is officially fall but again people know that because we're not we're not banking these like we were before yeah exactly that's yeah. why we, yeah we can it's relevant right i'm sorry i thought this was you like time stamping the episodes like we used to do early on when it was like two months yeah <laughs> what are we, we were like it's mother's day and that episode came out like last <laughs> yeah. week or yeah. and we're like the pandemic is over <laughs> oh god <laughs> all right um no that's well, we're not here to talk about mr Jenner today that's a tease for the future um today we're here to talk about uh i forgot which number season one episode 17 of both friends and how I met your mother. Those episodes are called the one with two parts, part two and life among the gorillas. So we're going to start with friends season one, episode 17, the one with two parts, part two. Um, now the first thing, and this will affect our segment later in a way, I don't know how to, uh, address, hmm. but, um, this episode we're watching is two separate parts, but it aired as an hour long special. Right. Yes. So it aired on the same day. As the last one. So when we get to the what were we, how are we doing, I won't have anything new to say. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so when I'm, uh, so I, my, my initial thought was like, oh, wow, for the second episode in a row, we don't open at Central Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open a, an emergency room. A different emergency room, by the way, than 
who got hit in the face with a puck? Was it Chandler? No, Ross. Oh, yeah, Ross got hit. Yeah, yeah of course. It's a physical thing. Of course yeah. it's Ross. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. If you're going to hit someone on the Friends cast it's gonna be in the Ross. face with a puck, it should yeah. be Ross. We talk a lot of shit about Ross. He's great with physical comedy. As you've, you know, you've pointed this out before, David Turner is great with physical comedy. Yeah. We will have more on that later. Yes, we will. Um, so, yeah, the... Um, um, this, so this is an imme- the immediate aftermath of Rachel's uh, accident um, taking down the Christmas the lights. cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> the cliffhanger, the Rachel hanger, because she was hanging. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so they're... Uh, the balcony hanger. Rachel and Monica, yeah, are, are uh, in the emergency room. Um, there's a sweet moment, the first and last sweet moment between Rachel and Monica yeah. this episode, yeah. where Rachel wants Monica to be her emergency contact. Uh, but then they get into a whole thing about insurance fraud, which is like, I feel like is, I know when it comes to like rule following, I'm always going to be on Monica's side, but here I'm like really on Monica's side because it's, it's like criminal, right? You can't just like, because the the premise is Rachel doesn't have insurance so that she's going to pretend to be Monica and fill out the form as Monica. I'm all about like sticking it to like a bullshit system. If you need medical care, you need medical care. If there's a way around the predatory insurance. But I'm saying this isn't a way around because if you get caught, it's going to seriously fuck you up more than it would cost for an x-ray. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this way. Look, I'm with you. It shouldn't be, (laughs) but I'm saying I wouldn't let someone else pretend to be me for the insurance because the risk is too great. I think. Yeah. I should look it up. But it's a little, like, I feel like insurance fraud is not something that is taken lightly. It's not a slap on the wrist. Right. All right. No, you're right. Well, we're getting into our dynamic, which is that I am the boring square one. As a listener pointed out, by the way, <laughs> that I'm the basic one on the podcast. I mean, we're both basic. Let's be real. We're doing a podcast about friends and how I met your mother <laughs> and wanting yeah. to... Very chuggy of us. Are so they, Are they still saying chuggy? That, that's how chuggy we are. Like, we're yeah. so behind yeah. so many ways. We're old. Like, yeah. we're... The, the, the youngins said chuggy maybe for, like, six weeks tops. Yeah. And then, like, it got chuggy, got chuggy because yeah. people like us started saying Yes, we've And now I'm still it, calling things now, yeah. chuggy and uh, only underlining my own chuginess yes all right uh so uh then we do get to the the central perk where um now you mentioned it's fall yeah uh now on the on the show it's still february but it's fall here in real life and so i was very into the football related humor in this scene yeah i just glazed over i didn't even i'm sure most of what joey was saying you don't because you like don't care about football at all. Not so I'm sure a lot of the, because a, a lot of the terms he was saying are like, not like super insidery. Most people who follow football would know the references he's making, but I, I, I had that thought. I was like, and now he has no idea why yeah. these jokes are funny. No. But yeah, um, Ross has a dream <laughs> that he's playing football and the football is his infant child, his soon to be born infant child. Yeah. Um, and he's playing, it's him and his Baby football baby against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that leads to Joey uh, making a lot of football jokes that I thought were very funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard you chuckling over there. Yeah, it was all very, very funny stuff. Um, but uh, back to the hospital, Natalie. Guess who? Rachel slash Monica. Rachel pretending to be Monica's uh, doctors are. 
It's an ER crossover. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not playing... Right. Yeah, uh, they're playing they're different doctored. characters. Yes, yeah. but it's George Clooney and Noah Wiley. Yes, yes. I never but, watched ER, but I know that... Yeah, you know they're on, but I, because you never watched ER, you might not know the ER took place in Chicago, not in New York. Right. And that their characters' names are Doug Ross and John Carter, like John Carter from Mars. Not... I already forgot the characters' I names. Their names. Uh, Dr. You, Mitchell and Dr. Oh, you're better at that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know their names. I don't remember. No, oh, I, I, I should have written it down, but I thought I'd remember it. It was Dr. Mitchell and Dr. Uh, Noah Wiley's character had uh, a different name than Mitchell, obviously. Uh, hold on. Vamp. Um, did you also notice the um, admission, admitting nurse? No, who is that? Elena. She's very funny. I looked up her name, but I remembered her okay. from Sesame Street and 227. Oh. She's a great actress. Elena Reed Hall is her name, and she's so good. She was very funny. So she's not falling for their shenanigans for one second. Like, she knows that they're both idiots, and they're filling out these forms. At one point, they go back and get another set of forms because they filled it out wrong. Like, she's she's wise to what they're doing i think um yeah but he just repeatedly just calls them stupid she calls them face, stupid which i love yeah uh, okay so i'm glad i took the time to look up the characters names because i was right Do- george clooney's playing dr mitchell dr michael mitchell huh. like a fellow podcaster we're peers right with the doughboys oh yeah you and i yeah are peers of the doughboys yeah friends. mike mitchell from the birthday boys po- uh birthday boys sketch comedy group in the doughboys podcast big fans uh yeah and then noah wiley's character's name is dr jeffrey rosen Okay. <laughs> Noah Wiley is. Did you think is Noah Wiley Jewish? I don't think so. Okay, because Dr. Jeffrey Rosen like that's sounds clearly like, a Jewish name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I uh, as we've talked about on the podcast, I bring this up all the time. Well, no, I don't bring up the fact that you're Jewish all the time, but I bring up non-Jewish actors playing Jews all the time, and you're always like, "Yeah, I don't care." <laughs> But I don't know why I like expect you, you want to me care. To, like, get I want you to be like representation matters or whatever. But, it, it, do, uh, it absolutely does. But I don't get personally offended if a non-Jewish actor is playing a Jewish role. Hold on. Uh, okay, because yeah, I remember talking to you. There was a movie. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, it was called Norman, uh, and it was like. It was supposed to be like all New York Jews, but it was like Richard Gere, Steve Buscemi, Dan Stevens. It was like there was literally not a single Jewish actor in the cast. I guess that would bother me. But, um, okay. Uh, Yeah, exciting development in my Noah Wiley Wikipedia. His father was Jewish, which makes him not really Jewish because his mother was not. (laughs) Right. But his father was Jewish. Um, so he could play a and, Rosen. Yeah, including, uh, much like yourself, a Russian Jew. Yes. Um, okay, I'm really glad that I took the time out to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure the listener is <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, so it's, yeah, uh, Clooney and Wiley. Um, God, I could just talk ER for so long right now. but I, I, We're not going to do that. I can't talk for too long. But, again, you're not being an ER person. You might not know. One of the strangest things... <laughs> Or just like cosmically funniest things overall in a meta way about ER is that now here this is 1995 so ER is in like it's this is early 95 so the ER is in its second season here okay so George Clooney's still on the show and Noah Wiley is still playing because Noah Wiley in the beginning of the show was like the new 
student doctor. Like he was bumbling. He didn't know stuff. He was like the comic relief in many ways. Okay. Which is why it's so funny that as the show went on and more and more actors left, John Carter ended up becoming essentially the lead of the show. Mm -hmm. And he was like grizzled and bearded and had like a, painkiller addiction and it's like it's so funny that that they they took the guy who was like you know tripping over like you know wheeled desk chairs in the first season that's like real (laughs) character development yeah or it's just the the actors just running out of cast yeah (laughs) or the writers running out of cast and they added all sorts of new people they brought in mckay pfeiffer and john stamos was on the show and uh uh like beckham what's her name kira no, no, no. The, not Kira Knightley. Um, is it Praminda Nagra? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She was on the show. All right. Anyway. Enough ER talk. All right. We could do a whole lot of ER talk. I like talking about ER. Well, you could. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go back to... Uh, it's Phoebe's birthday, which means it's also Ursula's birthday, right. which is a tough thing for, for both... For Joey to... Well, I like that it's both Joey and Ursula. Like, Joey doesn't get, like... Ugh, what are the what are the odds? And then when later when Phoebe gives Ursula a birthday present, Ursula says, How'd "You, you remember?" Yeah, <laughs> I liked that. That was yeah. very funny. Uh, but we're having a birthday party for Phoebe, of course, at uh, Monica and Rachel's, where everyone hangs out all the time. They're listening to REM. Mm-hmm. What's which, your What's your frequency, Kenneth? Which, yeah, which would have been like a newish song at yeah. the time, right? Yeah. Um, uh, did you notice that Gunther was at the party? I did notice. He was just in the background having a yeah. having a good time. Um, apparently, I also liked that Phoebe's friend Betty, whom we've never met before, and I'm guessing yeah. we never meet again, yeah. who doesn't speak because yeah. she's like, she's, <laughs> she's just, not a paid actor. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, they just told one of the extras to wave. Um, I liked the Betty uh, joke. I um, hate that it's a surprise party. Because oh, because you hate surprises. I'm t- yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now for the record don't please don't ever throw me a surprise party you never would because you know that about me. i know that about you i wish that i had because we recently just celebrated your birthday party and we didn't have a party i mean we had a you and i had party. a little party you and i and our and darla the dog well we went to the desert and we had his birthday dinner at pappy and harriet's mm-hmm. um which is a fun pioneer town hang with live music steakhouse bar yeah, yeah. Um, so I tried to like pull the server aside and say like, Hey, um, do you do anything for birthdays? And she's like, Oh, um, yeah, we can put a candle in a cake. Um, I think we have cheesecake. And I said, Oh no, no, no. Um, do you have anything else? Cause again, I don't like cheese. David hates cheesecake. I'm not a picky eater overall, but there are a few things I don't. And like. she said, we could put a candle in some ice cream. I said, great. That's terrific. Perfect. Um, at the end of the meal. Great. We had like a little like wink perfect david came back from the bathroom we had our meal and i was like none the wiser and i was so we finished our food i kept like looking at the server i kept like trying to buy myself time like oh look at the look at the sky look at this like i was just stalling 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 it (laughs) never happened i was so pissed yeah you were like joseph Stalin over there yeah exactly yeah she just forgot she just forgot um but yeah it was a it was a disappointment for me. Don't anyway, disappointment because we were supposed to see Gary Newman at Pappy Harriet's Pappy yes. and and he the tour canceled, canceled the yeah. tour because of the Delta uh, variant. Yeah, so, so everything please, went. Please get vaccinated if you're not. You, those of you who have still refused to get vaccinated, are the reason I didn't get to see Gary Newman on my birthday. Yeah, I mean, I know there are bigger tragedies. That's, no, no, because that's of, the <laughs> biggest tragedy of this whole thing. Um, 
So yeah, so, yeah. I don't like to be surprised. I do like a surprise. It, like if you tell me there's going to be a surprise at a certain point, that's fun. If I know there's going to be a surprise mm. and I don't know what it is. Cause like you, you used to do it. We used to do a thing <laughs> that you don't like to oh, do the anymore. Restaurant. We're like, if one of us like heard about a restaurant, we thought it would be a fun to go out to. We'd just say like, Hey, Friday night, date night, we're going out to dinner. And like the other person wouldn't know what restaurant we were going to until they got there. Yeah. You grew to hate that. I just, yeah. I always loved it. I like, I like you knowing there's a surprise coming. Yeah. You didn't always like surprises. Like you were very much. I'm saying I don't like a surprise party, like a full surprise. Like I don't know anything. I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. I'd be scared like Ross was. Yeah. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> right. But if you tell me, right. like, hey, this weekend, we're doing something fun. I'd, You're going to be excited. Yeah, okay. I'll get excited. Okay. Um, okay, so, yeah, we got a David Schwimmer, or sorry, uh, Ross shows up. He has the proper re- reaction to being surprised because they think it's Phoebe. Um, and he flips out. <laughs> yeah. And drops the cake. He throws the cake. Uh, and it's, it was awesome. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh Okay, so that's the whole party. Then, so, so, but uh, back to the, from the dream, Ross well, is like. The, I guess the thing of the party is like when, Fe- like, Phoebe's so excited about this party, um, like, they kind of ruin the surprise because they're all like huddled around the cake to see if it's still like workable. And then she's like, what's going on around yeah. here? And then they like surprise her in like kind of a sad, delayed surprise. Yeah. And she's so excited. She sees Betty. And then she's like, where's Joey? And then that's when. It's sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we cut to, so Ross is like worried about becoming a father, whether or not he's ready. So he goes out to dinner with his dad. Yeah. But Bailey Gould, whom we've met before, um, we get a snowy establishing shot of the restaurant, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Reminding us that it's February. Did you notice the guy in the background, like reading a Bible or like he had like a big giant book at the no, restaurant? I love it. I wish I'd noticed. It was a big giant book and he was like making notes or highlighting. It looked as big as a Bible on the table. He was by himself. I thought it was a weird I choice. I love that. Yeah, I wish I'd noticed. I like, I like the weirdness of that choice. Yeah. Um, but it, if the... What's the frequency Kenneth didn't date this episode? Elliot Gould complaining about the ubiquity of sun-dried tomatoes would have. Right. Because <laughs> that's a very 90s thing, sun-dried, sun-dried tomatoes, tomatoes being everywhere. tomatoes were very, like, the it food. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I also feel like I haven't had one in 15 years, but they were everywhere, right? You've, you have them in little jars, Sun-dried tomato pesto? Yeah, that was like... Okay, so maybe not 15 years. Five years. No, like two years ago, we've we've had that in the cupboard. It's probably just still, still in there. <laughs> I probably haven't used it. <laughs> we should throw that out. Um, we learned that Ross always wanted to go to Colonial Williamsburg, which I noted because I have been to Colonial Williamsburg as a kid. Um, Ross was weirdly... What are they... Is it an Italian restaurant? Because it looked like... Elliot Gould. I know his, his character's name. I don't know what it is. Uh, um, Mr. Geller. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say Richard, but no, that's another character. It's... Um, uh, I could look it up. Should I look it up? Or do you think you got it? No, I don't have it. It's not... There's another character that we'll meet named Richard who's associated with Mr. Geller. Yeah. Papa, Papa Geller. Yeah. We'll call him. It's Jack. Jack Geller. Jack. Of course. Yeah. Um, so Jack, uh, where was I? Okay, so uh, yeah, I think it's an Italian restaurant because Jack seems to be eating some sort of like 
penne. It's like a tubular pasta or whatever. Yeah, and that, um, that's where they would find sun-dried tomatoes. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but Ross, grown man who works at a museum uh, and has like a fancy college degree, appears to be drinking a Coke at dinner with his I dad. I thought it was an iced tea. I think Jack had an iced tea. Oh, okay. Which seems proper yeah. for an adult. Yeah. But Ross drinking a Coke... At Italian, like I don't know. Maybe I'm being judgmental because I have hangups about being perceived as childish when I'm in public. You yeah. know, uh, but the idea of just like going out to like a nice sit down Italian dinner and getting coke and get like drink a if you if you're not going to have wine with dinner, which is fine, you don't have to always drink. Just drink water or yeah, drink iced tea. All right, I don't think it matters all that much. Yeah, made him look like a big dumb kid, which is how Ross looks most of the time anyway. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, the TV's still stuck on the Spanish language. Mm-hmm. Marcel hasn't been able to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here we get my favorite scene of the episode, I think, which is doctors, Mike Mitchell oh. and Jeffrey Rosen coming over, uh, to, to, to date Rachel and Monica, even though they think their names are the opposite. Yeah. And that, that was very fun. First off, I love farce. Yes. I love it. Yes. So them like continue, like constantly getting each other's names wrong, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, what is like Rachel like says something to herself, like, like good one, Rach. And Monica's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, they like, cause the doctors were like, so how did you meet? And then, or like, yeah, yeah. How did you meet? And they said they knew each other when they were younger. And then, well, I left my husband at the altar and, you know, so So they, all of these like real personal jabs at one another. Um, Rachel is pretending to be Monica and says like, oh, like when they ask, what do do you do for a living? Well, I'm a chef and it's perfect for me because I love to boss people around. (laughs) And then at one point, Monica just says, Oh God, I am so spoiled. Just yeah, like out I love of nowhere. It. And then Monica tells Rachel because Rachel's dad calls, yeah. but because Dr. George Clooney answered the phone and he says, Oh, Rachel, it's your daddy. He hands it to Monica because he thinks that's Rachel. Yeah. Was it clear to you which one was on a date with which, or were they just like, like, I don't know. It might be like party style. <laughs> like, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, Noah Wiley was sitting next to Monica. Right. But, yeah, but then Rachel and Dr. George I think George they were Clooney both were just different. like, oh, these are hot doctors. Oh, these are like hot ladies. Like, let's we'll see what happens. So if it had gone well, you think foursome? You think that would have happened? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a quad? A quad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this. but this scene has so much funny stuff. We even yeah. skipped over some stuff. I like the, the wine that Dr. George Clooney brings is from Ernest Borgnine's yeah. <laughs> winery. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I like uh, when um, uh, Monica says like, oh, just, you know, go have a seat and we'll get you some wine glasses. Stat. Yeah. <laughs> As if George Clooney like didn't understand the yeah. directive until. Yeah. Um, also, was there a plan? Were they meeting there and then going out to dinner? Was That's that... what I am. Like, they did present, like, a whole, like, chickpea. That, this is what I have written down. Enormous hummus platter. Enormous hummus I, platter. Which I, 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 would, I would love. It. I always feel like whenever you get, like, a hummus platter or a charcuterie board or whatever, it's always too skimpy. Yeah. You know? There were the, a lot of uh, crackers and a lot, a lot of hummus. Was it crackers? I thought it was 
pitas that were sliced up into little triangles. Oh yeah, maybe. I think yeah, it yeah. was sliced up pita triangles yeah. and just a big mound of hummus. Yeah. I love it. I assumed that they were planning on going somewhere after. Um, but yeah, I like that Monaco prepared like the Buca de Beppo style. Yeah. <laughs> it was just an enormous bowl yeah. of hummus. Um, yeah, I liked all of that. I didn't like the fat shaming, of course. Right. That, that Rachel says I was a cow in yes. high school. Yes. And then, yeah, so, that, so yeah, uh, Rachel's dad calls in Monica pretending to be Rachel, tells Rachel's dad that she, Rachel, even though it's Monica talking. Yeah. I love this. Um, had sex on His her bed. parents' bed when she was a freshman. Yeah, with Jimmy it doesn't something. Matter. Yeah. My thought was like, uh, damn, Rachel, like, good for you. Like, I wasn't a freshman when I... Right, but that's horrible to say. I mean, like, on your bed, like, that's... Yeah, I, you're focusing on what's actually right. Yeah. What I'm focusing on No, I is know what you're focusing on. That, I just... Like, I don't... I'm jealous that that Rachel was having sex as a freshman. I wasn't having sex as a freshman. All right. Um, and, well, you'll probably get there, but I also like the scene with Phoebe and Ursula at Riffs. Yeah, yeah, we will we, we will get there. Uh, um, I mean, I already mentioned it a little bit, the joke of Ursula saying, you remembered about yeah. the, the, the birthday. But yeah, um, but also we've got um, this, another sto- storyline with the fucking monkey. I hate this fucking monkey. Yeah. Uh, I wish the monkey had choked to death on the, <laughs> tile, on the, on the Scrabble, Scrabble tile. Um, uh, the weirdest thing that happens in the episode, though, going into the... Um, because uh, like Joey's like sad that Ursula stood him up, mm-hmm. and that transitions to riffs. The scene you're talking about, yeah, with this weirdly long bluesy like guitar sting. Yeah, it felt like I honestly thought like did the episode cut, like when they finished editing the episode, did it come in short and they needed to yeah. fill 15 seconds? Maybe because it literally <laughs> yeah. just like. It goes back and forth of like Phoebe and Joey looking at each other while the guitar plays, and then it cuts to riffs, and there's like a weirdly long yeah. time at riffs before Phoebe walks in. And it's just like what, what, uh, you know, some weird like editing. Yeah, what, 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 what shots do we have? Some extra fat from the beginning and end yeah. on that we can add yeah. into. It was, it was bizarre. Um, uh, but I love the stuff. Yeah, you mentioned. Phoebe Nurse, it's a great scene. I also, I also love just thinking about how they do it because it's obviously like a split screen. You notice yeah. they never touch each other or never yeah. like cross the middle line. But then there is also a part where, um, when Ursula gives Phoebe the present, yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, how'd they do that?" <laughs> like because she hands it across the middle of the screen, yeah. and they're both in this in the screen. I was like, "Nicely done." I don't know yeah. how they did it. It's good. But normally, when it focuses on one of them, it's like a clearly like. Um just like a double with like a French braid, like a yeah, blonde French it's braid. It's like an over the shoulder, yeah. shoulder shot. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's how they do it for the conversation. But yeah, that initial when they get, they get there and they walk yeah. to the table together, they're in the same shot together. I like that. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I also liked um, how terrible Ursula is as a waitress. Like she's bringing well, someone a dish and then she ends up like sitting down with Phoebe and then she just starts pecking at it. And then she like pulls another server aside and like asks for a side salad. Yeah. <laughs> she's just eating someone else's yeah. food. Which the double, like the extra layer of funny to that is like you said, she's a bad waitress. waitress. She forgot the side salad. She forgot the side. Yeah. <laughs> she forgot to bring the side salad that she's now requesting. Yeah. From another but remembered show. it when it was her time to eat or yeah. w- when she decided it was hers to eat. Uh, yeah. And she's a f- terrible waitress, but 
but she's also just a bad person. She's a bad person. She's, yeah. she's got all of the sort of like goofiness of Quirkiness, Phoebe, yeah. but Phoebe is like base inherently good. Yes, kind hearted. And whereas, Ursula is inherently yeah. selfish. Yes. Um, and so it was kind of a sad scene and I liked the, um, the, the present that Ursula got Phoebe, which she didn't. Right. We realize was the, sweater that Joey got her in part one. So, um, uh, which Phoebe knew because remember Joey had like asked her to try it on to to see if it fit. Um, so yeah, Phoebe immediately realizes Ursula didn't give me a present. She doesn't care about my friend Joey. Um, then she goes to Joey Mm -hmm. as Ursula. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, and like breaks up with him because she feels like, she she wants that closure for Joey, right. I think. Ursula's right. not going to do that. And, like, right. even though it's going to break his heart, it's going to be better if she pretends to... Um, I I know it's it's TV. It's suspension of disbelief, right? I feel like I've known enough twins that once you know them, even if they're identical twins, you... You can tell... You can one, tell them apart. So I feel like Joey, like, should have clocked it earlier. But to his credit, by the end of the scene, he after he he's kissed her, he does yeah. go, like, Phoebe? But what do you think was it that tipped him off I don't know I was thinking like maybe Ursula like uses tongue or something like I don't know I just assumed that it was like something in the kiss that he knew like that's not Ursula wait a second they're twins that's feet you know like yeah. in his mind you can see like the gears yeah yeah turning yeah because it takes him a second it's not right away he looks yeah. back at her and she's kind of like um giddy yeah she likes the kiss yeah uh and I like that he calls her Phoebes yeah like underlining they like, all call her their friends yeah, but I, I, I'm saying in that moment, I like yeah. that they use Phoebes because yeah. yeah, we we skipped over the big important part of that scene, which is that Phoebe as Ursula kind of poses an ultimatum. Poses an ultimatum, yeah. and Joey makes it clear he would yeah. choose he his friend the Phoebe. Test. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so sweet. Very sweet. Um, and then yeah, the fucking monkeys in the hospital. It survives Swallows sadly, tragically. Yeah. Um. I there was a joke in here that I liked, but I don't know if we're saving it for funniest moments. That's one of them. Yeah. Um. And then I have to admit, as much as I've made fun of the lameness of the like watching TV in Spanish as a joke thing, the tag to the episode where it's just a scene of the friends dubbed in Spanish, I thought was funny. That was a funny idea. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other stray thoughts before I move on to funniest moments? Um, no. Um, okay, so for my funniest moment, I'm not going to pick the one I teased. I'm going to let you have that one. And I'm going to pick a different moment in the ER, which is uh, Monica and Rachel had to return to the ER to fill out a form again at the same time that the boys, I guess, bring in, or I guess it's just Ross and Chandler, because uh, Joey and Phoebe are off making out or whatever. Uh, Ross and Chandler mm-hmm. bring in Marcel, the fucking monkey. And uh, and Monica and Rachel are like, what happened? And they're like, he swallowed a Scrabble tile. And then like, there's like a huge double take. Yeah. Like a very comically like large double take that's like Ross and Chandler are like in sync when they do it. Uh, funniest moment of the episode for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, uh, well, what, what's, what, what, what are your picks? Some of my picks. So, yeah, like we previously discussed, um, they got the K out of his stomach, but they also found M and O, and they think he's trying to spell monkey, yeah, which is funny. Yeah, that was very funny. Um, I also love um, George Clooney's quote of, 
God bless a chickpea, like trying to break the awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. Um, you had another funniest moment? Yes. It was when they first met the hunky docks and, um, I don't know if it was, I think it was Monica who said, are you a little too cute to be a doctor? <laughs> I mean, young. Um, it's funny. Yeah. She said that about Noah Wiley. Yeah. Obviously George Clooney is like the famous heartthrob. Right. Who do you think is more attractive? George Clooney. Okay. Who do you think? Eh, George, I don't know. Noah Wiley's pretty attractive. Mm, I don't know. He's a handsome guy. He's all right. Um, well, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. And we're going to keep talking about these hunky ER docs because, uh, did you notice when they come over for their dates? It's a weird choice. They're both, they both have those, like, I don't know what you, it's like a Nehru collar, but it's not a true Nehru collar. But do you I don't know, know what, what that about? is? No. Like it's a dress shirt, except it doesn't have like a collar. You would put a tie under it just like goes up and stops okay do you know what i'm talking about yeah like a real nehru collar is the thing that like doesn't come together and doesn't clasp in front of the neck entirely but i don't know what you call like a collarless dress shirt collar but it was weird to me that they were both both wearing them i don't know if that's supposed to be i just looked it up um it seems fine (laughs) but yeah i guess it's a strange choice for both like did they get ready together i think I think there's, I, I think Doctors Mitchell and Rosen are part of some weird sex cult. Oh, that's what I think. Okay, I like where you're going with this, and then they're trying to indoctrinate these ladies. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying they weren't they weren't like pairing off. They okay. wanted to like have sex with both of them and okay. each other. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I like it. Um, I like it too. Did you have a make it fashion moment? Yes. I thought it was funny that um, when Rachel was in the ER, she was wearing her um, Red Cross shirt under overalls. And I thought it was funny because it's like the symbol for hospital. And she was at that. the hospital. But I do love on shows when articles of clothing repeat. Yes. Yeah. She likes this shirt. Clearly she wears yeah. it with jeans under overalls. Like yeah. She loves it. And yeah. it's a perfect outfit for the hospital. It's a good shirt. I like um, I also noticed that Ross is wearing um, maroon Doc Martens. Really? Yeah. Good for him. In, like, I like that. In the coffee uh, shop scene. I like I like that. I thought you caught that because I didn't. normally he wears like kind of like just dorky dress shoes. Yeah, he's like a penny loafer guy, maybe yeah. like a, an Oxford. I yeah, know. yeah. Um, so I thought it was like kind of cool and hip yeah, for Ross I to. I didn't notice that. I wear like, his docks, uh, and they were real. You can see the little yellow label. Of course, yeah. I mean, NBC's not going to spare any expense, yeah. especially at this point. The clear the show is clearly a big enough hit. Yeah, to have. Uh, to 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 be worthy of the time of uh, George Clooney and Noah Wiley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for fashion. Well, let's uh, move on to running jokes and motifs. And normally I would throw to you here, but I have one. Like weirdly, we, you and I were just talking about the many celebrity guests mm-hmm. of of ER or of ER of of Friends. This is clearly like the kickoff of the trend. I I was surprised to find that it started. In season one. But then I have to remember, like, George Clooney at this point isn't George Clooney today. Right. This is someone from another hit NBC show. Right. Coming up. Well, 
if you watch these together as it was intended on TV, you would have seen one episode that's mad about you. And the next one is ER. Oh, you know, so what is this? You're right. I don't know how I missed that, but you're right. This is like, this is like NBC welcoming, like this is like friends getting made. Yeah. Like totally. <laughs> yeah. mafia style. They're like, yeah, you are now worthy of Helen Hunt and Noah Wiley. Yeah. The two most famous people, uh, on TV. Yeah. They're, being, they're being jumped in to <laughs> yeah. NBC. In a bizarre hazing method. Any other uh, running jokes or motifs? Um, Rachel doesn't know about insurance. <laughs> I mean, she's just kind of like dumb. Yeah, but I did like that, like, uh, insurance. Oh, definitely. I'm going to get some of that. Yeah, check that. I need that. <laughs> like, she's never heard of it. She doesn't know. Like, we're to assume that she's a grown-ass woman, but she's like, she doesn't have a primary care physician or, like, go to the doctor yeah. or know that. As Monica like, said. She's, she's so spoiled. She's so spoiled. I guess her dad like took care of everything. She yeah. never needed to go. Um, we already talked about the um, the shows in Spanish and that being used as a joke. They were watching Love Connection in Spanish. Oh, okay. Um, they were also watching some Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, and it was it was like Bugs and Chuck the Tasmanian w- Devil, I think. Well, I just noticed Chuck Woolery, and I remember my mom had the hots for Chuck Woolery. Weird from, from Love Connection. I mean, That's that gross. was like her era. I guess. I don't think I know who my mom thought was attractive. We have very different families, but my my mom would always tell me like who she thought was like hot, and she would even ask me just like point out random people on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your mom being like, there's no, would you hit that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yes. Hi there. It's Julia Louis Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called wiser than me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Should we move on to How I Met Your Mother season one, episode 17, Life Among the Gorillas? Yes. Can't say that word. Gorilla. Life among the gorillas. Life among the gorillas. Um, okay. So tell, yeah, tell us what happened. So in this episode, we pick up um, Victoria moved to Germany. They decided that they were going to be in a long distance relationship because they still are really into each other. Um, so Ted is kind of dealing with the pitfalls of the long distance relationship, um, struggling with you know, late night conversations and the time difference. She keeps sending him care packages. Um, he is just kind of like not feeling it and like kind of struggling with that. Um, another storyline is that Marshall begins his job at Barney's corporation. Well, we learned the name ultra cell. Okay. I was, I was like ultra. So ultra cell. Oh, maybe you're right. Yellow fuzzies, amongst other 
horrible environment. It's just like a montage of yeah. <laughs> awful oil like, spills and like yeah, and cigarettes and yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Marshall is you know dealing with his like kind of ethical dilemma of wanting to do environmental law um, versus you know making money from this corporate job that pays really well. Um, and we learn the episode title "Life Among the Gorillas" is we get a flashback of Marshall in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Well. He- he was attending a seminar at the college. Right. And he was young and but he was, yeah. Yeah. But he was so into this. So his professor was kind of like a Jane Goodall type well, anthropologist. I think Diane Fossey. Diane right? Fossey. Jane Goodall she, is chimps. Diane Fossey is gorillas, gorillas or is it the other way around? No, I think you're right. Okay. Um, so she lived among the gorillas and taught him a valuable lesson about the environment and it kind of shaped who he wanted to be as an environmentalist and yeah. conservationist and Would you rather study gorillas or chimps um i think chimps oh no gorillas for me because they're bigger and just because chimps are fucking assholes yeah well gorillas are like pretty mean yeah they could be mean too but like i don't know chimps i just don't seem like, like antagonizing she's just such jerks <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... This is me just not liking monkeys again. Well, speaking of jerks, like, he's working at this horrible company, and all of the coworkers are total moronic, douchey... Yeah. ...corp bros, right? Like, they're, like, crude and obnoxious. At least one of them is allegedly... A monster in real life, too. I don't know if you know. So, uh, Brian Callen? Brian Callen, so who I was thought, accused of rape uh, yes. just last year, yeah. I thought when I first saw him, I thought that was Joe Rogan, who is a monster in other ways. <laughs> yeah, I guess... Doesn't he look like Joe jo- Rogan? I, uh, I don't think so, but I know when who Joe Brian Callen is. When Joe Rogan was younger. No, because when Joe Rogan was younger, he was on news radio, and he looked like Joe Rogan. Right, okay. I, uh, but... Um, yeah, I guess I guess I I'm not a Joe Rogan fan, but I'm really not a Brian Callen fan because of the uh, rape accusations and then his response to it, which of course was about cancel culture. Oh Jesus! Um, but the other bro is, by all accounts, a good dude in real life, Taron Killam, uh, who would go on to be on SNL. Yes, but fun fact is married to Kobe Smulders oh, in real life. Oh, okay. And I uh, didn't, I, I knew that I didn't know this, something I just learned uh, looking up, looking that up in preparation for this uh, recording. They got married in solving. Wow. Which is where you and I just spent our seventh wedding anniversary. <clears throat> yeah. We love solving. solving. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, Marshall just, so it's like, uh, Barney kind of urges Marshall to not quit and convinces him to stay with the evil corporation to give Lily the life that she deserves with, you know, a nice house and so she can quit her job and focus on what she wants to do and have nice things. And um, so she, he kind of convinces him, basically like pressures him into staying with the company and then, you know, Marshall like taking the the teacher's um lesson and he makes it into like an anthropo- anthropological study right and to kind of like conform to be like one of these gorillas yeah. one of these primates yeah so he certainly acts the part and really bros out <laughs> <laughs> yes um 
but yeah, before he does that, they make fun of him relentlessly for like having a, um, like a fiance who packs him lunches and he just, and um, writes an absolutely adorable note. Yeah. Where she says like, if you open this note, the kitchen catch side got away. You better catch you it. You better catch it. <laughs> and like, um, is this, I can't remember. It's, uh, is this the first time we've heard the nicknames marshmallow and lily pad? We've heard lily pad. We've heard lily pad. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not marshmallow. Okay. But uh, yeah, she, she addresses two marshmallow from lily pad in the note says that adorable thing about the kiss getting away. She's later in the episode. Barney describes her as a, as a catch. He's absolutely right. Oh yes. Lily's the best. Yeah. She's great. Um, but they, yeah, they're, they're playing, actually they're playing monkey in the middle with their note <laughs> in the lunchroom. <laughs> fucking monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see what else. But yeah, they're also having lunch. You said lunchroom, but it's like a conference room that they're all having lunch in, which like is again, it's a tiny thing, but again, it's comedy writers not knowing how offices work because you can't just like have lunch in the conference room because you have to book conference rooms. No, that's not true because in some settings that I've worked at, there's, there's many conference rooms of various sizes and a lot of people will eat lunch there. Well, I'm going to say that... Your office job, which is government government job, is probably different from my office job, which is a corporate job, which is probably more like this. Right. And you have to like you have to reserve. There's a whole system. You have to reserve conference rooms. I used to have to do it. My old position, I like hosted a weekly meeting and I had to reserve conference rooms and it's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You can't just like plop down and eat lunch in the conference room. In fact, a, a big corporate office like that would probably have a nice lunchroom. I know my, uh, I mean, I haven't like eaten lunch at my office in two years at this point almost, right. but, uh, we have a great lunchroom, like indoor, outdoor, you mm-hmm. know, patio, like, uh, yeah, people eat lunch there all the time. Yeah. In fact, people are more likely to have meetings in the lunchroom at my office building than eat lunch in a conference room. Okay. Well, all offices are different. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the other reason I bring up the conference room is did you notice the uh, we tend to use the word clock as a verb yeah did you clock the weird clock on the I, wall I didn't this is going to be the second episode in a row in which I bring up NBC's Hannibal oh yes but you you didn't watch Hannibal but I went as Will Graham for Halloween mm-hmm. one year and I drew like a weird clock mm-hmm. and carried that around the clock this is obviously you know, 20 years or 10 years before Hannibal, but the clock on the wall looked like Will's like encephalopathy tumor clock that he drew. Um, like Salvador Dali esque. Like all the numbers are yeah. like down in one corner. Yeah. But I think that was like a funny thing yeah. that, you but know. But I'm just saying a weird NBC coincidence. Yes. Or not, sorry, this is not NBC. This is, uh, Friends is NBC. Right. This was on CBS. Okay. But still, weird coincidence. Okay. But I, Keep bringing up Hannibal. Also, um, props to the prop. Um, we go to um, Barney's office, and we see all of his motivational posters, but they're weird. One Some says of them are real. Conformity, and it's like penguin. Like the the penguin that sticks out of the crowd is the one that left out in the cold. Left out in the cold. Yeah, he has one for 
awesomeness and yeah, perfection. perfection. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's also like weird, like real ones. There's yeah. like teamwork, the, yeah. you know. And there's still no indication of what he actually does. We see like a lot of like blank, um, like CD-ROMs that are lining his desk. Okay. And that still, I, I have, I have yeah. no idea. But they're clearly, I mean, this is the, they, they hung a lantern on it in this episode more than they ever have before where Marshall like, what do you Twice do again? Yeah. Asks him what he do. Does he's like which? Eh. Well, okay. Have we talked about he and Chandler both have? Yeah, okay. We talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So that's a similarity that yeah. we can discuss now. Um, what else happens? Um, so, yeah, Lily doesn't like that he's turning into a monster primate. <laughs> A little too much. Like, yeah. he's easing into it a little too much. He starts behaving poorly at home. Yeah. Um, she gets mad. So he, um, like, decides to go to karaoke night with the office bros and invites her along, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, to, like, show that they're not as bad as... Yeah. But, like... Yeah. She's right. They're so all- she wants to do Elton John, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, the duet... And they're all like, oh, let's do ACDC or well, they say Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath. Which is like, Black Sabbath is not, in 2006, Black Sabbath is not douchey. It should have been like Papa Roach or something. I think yeah. that, like, I felt like Black Sabbath was a bad pull comedically. They it would have been like Sublime like, or something. Sublime, yeah. Trapped. No, I guess you wouldn't do Trapped at karaoke, but like, it should be... Something. Or like it, like Sweet Home Alabama, or like something like okay, yeah, real, okay. a good song but douchey, yeah. real basic. You don't like Sweet Home Alabama? I do. It's a good song. <laughs> um, so, but they end up doing their um, cute duet. Yeah. Um, After Barney does ACDC. Yeah, Dirty Deeds. Yeah. Um, and it gets the whole crowd cheering along. This, I'm telling you, I love that we're getting in. That I love that Barney, as much as he's a douchebag, I love that he's actually awesome now as opposed to after game night that was when the writers realized like no it's funnier if Barney is actually awesome and it's a douche about it than if he's a pathetic wannabe awesome guy so I love that Barney like says like uh, I'm over karaoke or whatever and then like when he cut back to him not only doing it like the entire bar is yeah. singing along with him yeah I love that he's stuff. a hit yeah um, so in the meantime Ted is having this um, like struggle with Victoria he thinks that she might be trying to break up with him because she says um we need to talk at i'm gonna call you at 11 p.m okay quick really question need, yeah that i thought about uh-huh does she mean 11 p.m she means 11 p.m his time his time yeah which is 5 a.m in germany yeah oh but she's a baker she's a baker she has to wake right. up i thought i had like caught the show out on nope. like she has to wake nope, up but you're and right that makes sense make yeah bake the goods um but yeah, she sends him lots of care packages, one being like a whole thing of cupcakes. Ted eats them all. <laughs> That's, uh, eating we'll get to my funniest moment. Um, at one point, Ted decides that he is just going to go to Germany and, um, let's see, Robin kind of like talks him out of it. So we're learning a little bit more that it's revealed a little bit more that Robin has very clear feelings for Ted, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I think the flashback that we saw, we had seen before. 
Yeah. This yeah. was Ted telling the kids that he later learned about it. Right. But, but we yeah. do flash back to the conversation between Lily That's and Rob. That's what I'm Rob. saying. Yes, yes, We'd yes, seen yes, that before. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and at the very end of the episode, the kind of like tag at the end, I don't know if it's a tag, but it's... Um, it's Robin saying Robin actually calls him at 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah, He's expecting good. it to be Victoria and she asks him to come over and then we don't know. At 2 a.m. actually. At 2 a.m. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this is after karaoke night. Like he had, he assumed that he missed Victoria's call and he was just like, well, fuck it. You know, like, but he has, he brings his cell phone with him. So I don't think he missed the call. Oh, I think, okay. I okay. think she just didn't call. She just didn't call. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think. And then, yeah, when he does get a call, he assumes that it's Victoria. It's actually Robin. Yeah. Which wouldn't his phone. Yeah. I was just going to say, that's, that's, yeah, there, I mean, it's, it's not, a, well, yeah, it's I, a flip phone. Maybe, yeah. but also I don't want to get the, this show to turn into me like nitpicking. Yeah. Yeah. Things that's like about the how offices work. No, that one still sticks with me, but, uh, because I tried to nitpick the time difference thing, and I was wrong. It makes sense it that makes she sense. would be up at 5 a.m. Yeah, this is a very smart show, so I think... I'm very happy to hear you say that. Yeah. It's, it's thought out. It's clever. Um, well, speaking of the opposite of clever, for a show as smart as How I Met Your Mother, there are a lot of very juvenile, dirty like uh, uh, jokes in this episode. Yes. Lots of references to sacks, beavers, and packages. Yes. And everyone giggling every time. Which I like. I loved it too. Yeah. Lily has a whole thing about how great um, and big Marshall's packages. And then, okay, and then there's like a joke where there's another couple behind Marshall who like overhear it and think that it's actually about his penis. Right? Yes. But... I was trying to figure out that couple because obviously the woman in the couple is like, oh, I'm intrigued. Right. I couldn't tell if the guy in the couple was like jealous that his girl was. I don't think they were a couple. Also intrigued. No, no. I think that it was like just like a bunch of like singles. She's at a bar and this guy is like chatting her up. But when she hears that this guy, Marshall, has a okay. huge package, she's like, oh, I don't care about you anymore. I'm interested in this guy. But my question still remains, how did this guy, I couldn't tell if the guy was, like, bothered or if he was, like, also intrigued by Marshall's big package. I took it as he was bothered, she okay. was intrigued. Okay. But. I like my interpretation. I like, I I like yours better. <laughs> yeah, I think yours is better, too. Um, which, yeah, that's actually, um my my funniest because they just like take it so far with the package like yeah. one or two exchanges would have been like huh, funny package euphemistic like yeah. Yeah. um but it just goes beyond like you deserve a big package i have a big pack you know like yeah. it was just so over the top i loved it um but yeah that was my funniest any other funniest moments um no um i have two you mentioned Marshall talking like a douchebag at home, but the whole one-sided conversation we get about like uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your ass at karaoke, butt puppet. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. That was funny. Uh, and then right at the beginning, Ted feeling inadequate because he hasn't sent any care packages and Victoria's sent three and he's like oh, great more cupcakes and they're probably delicious and then he takes a bite and he's like angrily like they are of course yeah. like angry about yeah. how delicious the cupcake he's eating Which, is. I thought that was funny you've eaten an angry cake before <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cold yeah was speaking of cold. solving but yeah. that's we don't need to tell that whole story I think we maybe should one day 
what? It, it was, we were in something. It was cold. No one's ever been angrier eating a cake. <laughs> and I was hungry and yeah. I was like angry that it, it was. You were eating a bunt cake. And it was so windy is the thing. It was windy. So it was like, the temperature was like not cold, cold. It was probably like high forties, low fifties, right? Which is cold. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so windy that the, the wind chill, I'm sure, was much yeah. lower. And I was just trying to, like, I was hungry. I was just trying to, like, make my way through this lemon bun cake. <laughs> yeah. Just like, stab, chomp, stab, yeah. chomp. Yeah, it was a sight. <laughs> it's a real sight to see. Um, okay. I'm in your mother, but make it fashion. Any, uh, um, any nominees? Well, I noticed there were a lot of... Um, statement necklaces for Lily. I noticed one of those. Yeah. Which was like kind of a new development. And I loved her ensemble for the karaoke night. She looked great. Yeah. Her hair looked beautiful. Her yeah. dress looked beautiful. It, it was, like a, was it a floral print? It was a it print It was like a white dress. with white, red, red flowers. And yeah. then she had red heels. And it also had kind of like... And a red necklace. Um, floofy sleeves, but they were like half link kind half of fluffy, link, like yeah fluffy, like flowy yeah flowy, flowy that's sleeves yeah. Um, but she yeah. didn't look like a pirate she looked beautiful her hair looked beautiful um, again Robin's clothes don't do her any favors <laughs> uh, yeah I guess that's the 2006 of it all um, I also have a couple of Lily nominees and again like with the Nehru whatever that collar is um, I don't entirely know what the word for the things Lily wears like two different things that are like jackets, but they're like at home jackets. They're like super long in the back. Yeah, and they do tons of strange like fitted jackets. But um, they both look. There's two that she wears that I think both look really great. And the, the be, at the beginning of the episode, she's wearing one that's kind of like the print is like I guess sort of vaguely just like southwestern or like mm-hmm. Native American. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the kind of thing you'd buy on the side of the road with like chevrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she had another one later that was like a knit verge. Cause that one was like, like silk or like it was, it was a soft fabric. Later she had a knit version that was like purple and black stripes, more of a sweater that was also like very long in the back and then buttoned in front. Yeah. I don't know what you call that. Cause it's like, it functions like a jacket, but it's clearly meant for like, it's part of the ensemble. It's not something that she takes off when she gets home. Like she's wearing it around. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's called. Like just like a fitted, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. She also does a lot of like pattern mixing. Like there was like stripes and florals and, um, stripes and other patterns, which I don't have a problem with. Um, I just noticed it a lot in this episode. All right, well, let's uh, move on to running jokes and motifs. You already uh, called out, excuse me, you already called out Bar- Barney's mysterious job. We also get, like, are we going to get a suit up or a reference to suit up every episode, a, I think? We got a lot of references to um, steak sauce, basically. Yeah, I, think, I don't think that's a recurring a, joke. Though. A1. But I'm saying that's not going to recur in No, but episodes. through this episode, it was recurring. It yeah, kept, I don't think that's what this segment it. is. No, no, no. I'm going back to... The fashion, because they first say, oh, your tie is steak sauce to right. Marshall when he goes into the... But they say things about, they say that about things other than fashion. Yeah. His, later, his story is yeah. steak sauce. Yeah. His choice of song, what does he say he's going to do? Iron Man? Yeah. His steak sauce. Anyway, um, uh, see, so we get another uh, sort of wordy, complicated suit up reference when Barney says that Marshall is suited in an upward direction or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not very funny. I have to no. say, um, 
And then uh, uh, Barney wants a high five. That's that's a big. I mean, we've seen it before already. Yeah. He goes up for high five, but that's yeah, that's that's going to come up time and time again. Barney wanting a high five yeah. and and not being satisfied yeah. with what he is or isn't given. Yeah. Should do we have any gen- uh, other than monkeys? <laughs> Monkeys. Do you have any general similarities and differences between these two episodes? Job, monkeys. Um, no. Yeah, I couldn't really think of anything. So let's uh, let's play favorites. Uh, okay. Um, countdown from three. Yeah, you, you do the counting. Okay. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, the Friends episode was funny, and also the uh, Phoebe stuff was really sweet. Yeah. Um, and again, it had TV hunks George Clooney and Noah Wiley in it. Yeah, that was fun. There were, that doesn't hold a candle to <laughs> alleged rapist and um, show spouse Brian Callen and Darren Killam. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I wonder how Taron Killam feels about being lumped together with Brian Callen now. Um, Well, let's talk about, let's get to my favorite segment then. Okay. Or at least my favorite segment to introduce, which is, how were we doing? Okay. But like I said before, we don't have anything to say, but we we talked about February 3rd, 1995 last week. Right. It's still the same. Nothing new happened you know um real quick i just thought of a similarity oh good and that is um cakes <laughs> oh you're right there was a birthday cakes. cake smashed yeah. and then um a lot of cupcakes yeah now i met your mother yeah you're right okay at least we didn't get lily sitting in a cake again right right which we got last week yeah oh yeah the thing uh last week we kept saying donut internship yeah. Robin says donut fellowship, donut. which actually in retrospect, I think is even funnier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on March 20th, 2006, Natalie, mm-hmm. something, uh, <laughs> very important happened. Baron Trump was born. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so the day that life among the gorillas aired, <laughs> the youngest Trump, the only son of Melania Trump, was born. Wow. Should we should we look at the top five songs? In 2006, yes. See if... Oh, we've got a new edition. <clears throat> not, okay. not new edition. Not new edition. This is 2006. Not right. new edition. Right. But we've been talking about how we don't know any of these songs, and when we do, they're terrible. Yeah. So we have a new song that I know and is terrible okay. on this list. It's number five. So I'm going to count. Neo, So Sick. Don't know that song. No. Sean Paul, Temperature. Don't know nope. that song. James Blunt, You're Beautiful. I know that song is terrible. <laughs> uh, but that's coming through the past few weeks. Yeah. Mary J. Blige, Be Without You. And then, clearly, maybe spurred by American Idol's rise in the culture, or maybe it was the opposite uh, 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 direction, Daniel Powder's Bad Day. Oh, Because God. you had a bad yeah, day. Yeah, no. Ugh. Terrible. This was Just a terrible... Just awful song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that uh, American Idol when like that was the song when someone got eliminated and That's it would show would like play. a montage of them and like interview like their exit interview you the back the song day. in the back at least during this era of American Idol American Idol was on a long time right, right. 
but yeah this would have been um let's see this is this is 2006 so this would have been the one i think this would have been like the one american idol season that i actually watched. watched which is the one with uh that the um the gray-haired dude won mm-hmm. i don't remember his name i never taylor watched taylor something taylor uh, Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks. That's that right? it. That's it. Okay. I never watched a full season. I just caught episodes here and there. Yeah, um, I think that's the only full season I ever watched was that one. That was also the one I think with Chris Daughtry, who didn't win but probably had a bigger career afterwards than hmm. than Taylor Hicks. Uh, same with Catherine McPhee, didn't win, but uh, America caught the McFeever, and um, she went on to be more of an actress than. Right, yeah. Than anything else. What was that show that she was on where she was, like, the, like, waitress who was friends with a bunch of, like, geniuses who solved crimes? Do you remember this show? I don't remember it. (laughs) Hold on. I was Uh, just trying to think of Nanny McPhee, which I know is a different (laughs) property completely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm not thinking of the show Smash. Scorpion was the show. Oh, Smashes with Deborah Messing. Yeah, so Scorpion, which lasted for four seasons from 2014 to 2018. Wow. Fairly recent. It was still on three years ago. Um, An eccentric genius forms an international network of super geniuses to act as the last line of defense against the complicated threats of the modern world. Well, where's the Catherine McPhee part? I think she was also in some rom-coms. Okay, well, now we're going to have to look that up. Okay. Um, she was in the House Bunny. I saw that funny movie. Oh, yeah, I like that movie. Um, yeah. This um, makes for good podcasts, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So uh, <laughs> she was in some Lifetime movie based on Robert Durst. She was also in Smash. I just said Smash. Oh. Literally just said oh, that. Oh, my God. You sure did. You sure did. <laughs> She, she was, was in, in a movie called You May Not Kiss the Bride. Community, she was in. One episode of Community, yeah. One episode of CSI New York. Oh, good for her. Good for her. An episode right. of... She played herself in an episode of Ugly Betty. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, she was in an episode of Lonely Girl. Do you remember Lonely Girl 15? Do you remember that web series? No. Oh, okay. Well... Carrie, the... Um, the 2013 Carrie TV show, maybe? Or no, the movie... I guess she was in that. What are you looking? This happens all the time. Okay. You look at some matter. weird thing that like. It might not be accurate. Yeah, she's definitely not in the the Carrie with Chloe Grace Moretz that Kimberly Purse directed. Okay. She's definitely not in the movie. Okay. <laughs> I saw that movie. Okay. Uh, all right. What else? What, what else? So that's how we were doing. Finally. On to our... Clearly today, we're not doing so well. <laughs> we're all over the place, we're but we're, we're having place. fun. Yeah. Uh, we're celebrating full. Uh, let's move on to challenge accepted. So first up, let's look at how we we did on the past, our past predictions. Okay. I think that's, again, it's going to be goose eggs across the board okay. here. Yeah. Because I said that Phoebe and Ursula would make up the opposite happened. Yeah. We learned the, yeah, there's no, they have less in common than, yeah. than ever. 
Um, and I'm sure this is the last we'll ever see of Ursula, right? Uh-huh. She'll never be back. Uh, you predicted <laughs> that Ted, missing his long-distance girlfriend, <laughs> Victoria, would go to the zoo <laughs> because he's depressed, like... What's his name from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend who goes to the yes. zoo when he's depressed? Yes, maybe that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Good call. You know me so well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were both both wrong. Yeah. So let's see what our predictions will be for the next. This is, this is the part of the episode where I need you to vamp because I have to do a lot of, like, looking things up and typing on my phone. Right. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll look at what's next. Okay. Um, another similarity it just occurred to me oh, is, and we've talked about it before, but the use of, I guess, popular songs in the episodes. I guess ACDC. And Elton now, John. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's actually almost an interesting, like, reversal. Because we've talked more often, How I Met Your Mother has had, like, current right. music. Like, there was a My Morning Jacket just last week yes. or the week before. Yes. Um, and they went, like, a deep dive into yeah. classic. Yeah. When, uh, and Friends was the one pulling from the top 40. Yeah. But also there was, like, um, like a New York Minute references in the Friends. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. Well, now I have more things to to look up because okay. in addition to looking up the name of the next episode, I have to look up the highest chart position of what's, what's <laughs> the frequency Kenneth peaked at number 21 on the billboard hot 100. Yeah. Decent song. It's far from the best. Oh, R.A.M. Of course. Song. Yeah. Yeah. Monster was like weirdly because of my age, kind of later, like a late album. No, I'm saying because of my age, it was like I was in middle school. It was like, it seemed like a hit, like a, an album. In retrospect, Monster seems like a lesser R.E.M. album. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. But it seemed like a later album. Not at the time. When I was 12 years old, it seemed new. Because it was new. But it seemed like they were at the height of their popularity, which they probably were. Yeah. yeah. I guess after losing my religion in the early... So, like, early and mid-90s. Anyway. Yeah. This is you rubbing it in that you were cooler than I was as a kid. Well, I would, let's just say I was more of an automatic for the people. Yeah. <laughs> but here's, uh, here's how contrarian I am, although this is increasingly among R.A.M. fans less contrarian. I think the post-Monster albums, New Adventures in Hi-Fi and yeah. Up, yeah. are both great albums. New Adventures like, is, yeah, great. Uh, and, that, and, that has Night Swimming? Uh, no, Night Swimming's on um, either Automatic for People or Out of Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of the no. best songs of all time. Um, New Adventures in Hi-Fi has uh, How the West Was Won and oh, Where It yes. Got Us. Yeah. And then also Leave Him. Yeah. Leave. Great song. Yeah. Uh, and then Up is also great. Up has uh, uh, Day Sleeper. Day mm-hmm. Sleeper. Day Sleeper. Um, yeah, Up's, Up's pretty good. Anyway, uh, Friends Season 1, Episode 18, which we'll be talking about if we ever stop talking in this episode, mm-hmm. is called The One with All the Poker. Okay. So my prediction, look, I'm not going to like play it safe and say they pay, they play poker. Obviously they play poker. Mm-hmm. My prediction, I'm, so I'm thinking like poker, you have to have a poker face. I think some secrets are going to come out. Mm. Oh, I bet Phoebe tells Rachel and Monica if she kissed that she Joey. kissed Joey. That's my, that's my prediction. It was a pretty steamy kiss. Well, look, you got Matt LeBlanc 
Matt LeBlanc and anybody is going to be a steamy kiss, right? That's true, yeah. He's a total dreamboat. And Lisa Kudrow, she's also a dreamboat. I mean, look, we're not, not going to argue that Lisa Kudrow is very attractive. Yeah. But is she like, she's not like a sex pot. I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, she doesn't give that up the way that like Matt LeBlanc as Joey Lee's has that hypersexual like swagger to him. Sure. That's but she's a, yeah, this she's a sexy woman. Yeah. This is more about their, how they carry themselves on the show. Sure. Shit. Their outfits and yeah. Their so I'm going to say Phoebe tells, should I say the gang or just Monica and Rachel? The gang. Phoebe tells the gang that she Kiss and Joey. Joseph, uh, snot. <laughs> See, this is, I'm doing this because <laughs> I will forget in a week that I wrote that and I'll make myself laugh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. season one, episode 18. Okay. Is called, this obviously picks up exactly where it left off because the episode is called Nothing Good Happens After 2 a.m. Oh, okay. Um, and again, to recap for the listener, Robin called Ted at 2 a.m. Right. And invited him over. Okay, so I think this is going to be um, uh, okay. Ted trying to get to Robin, and just like a series of misadventures, like preventing him from Ooh. getting there. Ooh, I like that. Like maybe there's like a miss. Well, I don't want to get too detailed because I don't want to lose this. But like uh, maybe something happens with a taxi, or there's some. Um, um, Ted experience, experiences a comedy of errors. Yeah, in attempts to get to get to, to Robin's house, Robin's apartment. Yeah, I'm gonna say Robin's. Okay, I think we'll know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we we did it. We talked about seasons one, episodes. 17 of both friends and how i met your mother which of course again were called the one with two parts part two and life among the gorillas you can find <laughs> me at battleship that's where you find my podcast my other podcast battleship pretension as well as movie reviews that i write and and, and plenty of other things you can email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com you can uh, write a review you can write a review on itunes yeah we had a we, we got a, a a glowing review on itunes yeah who go ahead well, I was just going to say, I think that helps people find our podcast. And apparently, that, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> and that just makes me feel like people are listening. So that's great. Yeah. So, Rhea, write us a review on... Even if you don't like rate us. Rate and review us on iTunes, I mean, apparently. five stars would be great. Yeah. If not, let us know. But I wanted to say that review we got on iTunes uh, mentioned that the the disparity between the volume of the theme music and our voices, so... Hopefully I fixed that. Clear that up. Um, last episode was the first, the, the, the one with two parts, part one, and uh, Cupcake was the first one that I do with the louder theme music. So let us know if that's, if it's all good now. Because we're not going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know at the one where I'm at your mother at gmail.com or leave a comment on the post at battleshippretension.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Uh, as, uh, Natalie, where would you like people to find you on the internet? Uh, nowhere. Nowhere at all. Um, yeah. Okay, well then. Until next time, catch us in the conference room. <laughs> <laughs>